Oh. Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by outsourcing everything. Today is November 24th, and I am busy. Busy. This is episode number 67, and I am feeling thankful. It's Thanksgiving week here in the States, so... It feels like uh, your your feelings are appropriate, like yes. right on time. <laughs> yes, thankfulness is on everybody's mind, and yeah, I mean, yes, it has been. It is twenty twenty has sucked um, mm-hmm. relative to my lived experience. Twenty twenty has been a really really terrible year relative to the human condition. I mean, I have I have you know tons to be tons to be thankful for. So happy Thanksgiving. Uh, everybody here in the U.S. and around the world, um, <laughs> I'm feeling thankful. Um, hey, we should mention we should mention the Microcomp SAS Podcast Awards uh, one more time. Again. Yeah, one more time. So, um, if you all are listening and enjoying this show, uh, and wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to nominate Slow and Steady, then you can go to sasspodcastawards.com. And uh, if you would like to nominate us um, in one of the categories of best SaaS podcast, best hosts, best episode, and best founder story, it would mean a lot. So thanks. Looking forward to seeing those nominations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, nomination and deadline for nominations is today, like November 24th, when this one comes out. Well, uh, but voting starts December first. So I, I actually think the nominations are when when you are if you are listening to this on the twenty fifth of November. This is the last day you can do this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for us right now, today is Tuesday. But listener, <laughs> yes, you're listening to this on Wednesday. Pull open your little your mobile uh, mobile browser. Head over to sasspodcastawards.com. All right. How, uh, what's, what you, you're feeling, you're feeling busy? Yeah, so. like, uh, there's a lot, like, uh, just a lot of small stuff going on uh, again. Like, yeah. um, I have a big task that I want to tackle this week, but I'm not entirely sure if I'll actually, if I actually get to it because there's so many small and little stuff going on that I don't really have the, the headspace to just <laughs> focus on the big task. But yeah, busy, feeling busy. That's, what's that's what's the summary. big thing? Can you talk about it? Uh, yeah, the big thing is like uh, company automations. Um, I want to get into this this week um, with like company tracking in place. Uh, last week I did uh, company segments. They're kind of working, not push, pushed yet uh, because I'm a little bit scared about a bigger migration that's uh, that's needed to get this out. But the last big missing piece of the company's feature is like the automations and i want to yeah i really want to start working on it because it's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah i hope i get to it uh, maybe tomorrow um today is almost over over here so not going to happen yeah. but maybe i can get into it tomorrow yeah but so i'm kind of curious like are you when it comes to prioritizing things and like laying out your your roadmap of things to work on do you guys just kind of go by feel or are you using any sort of framework for 
deciding what to build next? Uh, I think it's mostly feel right now. Um, and a lot of it is also like just keeping our heads down and continuing into in, in one direction where we, where we yeah. set out to, to go into. Yeah. Um, we actually in the process of thinking about what, what's next, like once this feature is done, what should we focus on next? Um, and it's not, not exactly clear yet. Um, the next logical thing we're probably going to do is like start working on integrations. Um, I mean, this was the goal from the start, like get this data model change in place and then start building the, the groundwork for, for integrations. Mm-hmm. But what comes next is super unclear right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Have you heard of um, Have you heard of Rice R I C E? Um, risk impact uh, something like that. Uh, <laughs> reach, 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 impact, confidence, and confidence. Effort. So effort. Yeah. Reach times impact times confidence divided yes. by effort yes. um, gives you a score. I I am terrible at this as a solo founder, mm-hmm. um, but when I'm actually <laughs> in a product role, <laughs> yeah, um, and not one of the developers, then this it's just really really helpful to be able to uh, like put a score on things mm-hmm. and um, and for sure there's also like oh yeah okay this one actually comes out slightly higher but. Um, there's some additional thing maybe that you need to factor in, but it at least, it at least gives you some, uh, I don't know, some system for starting to put things into order. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and like I say, (laughs) working by myself, I do exactly what I tell other people not to do, which is just go by feel. Um, it shows like I'm (laughs) floundering. Um, anyway, I just I'll throw yeah. that out there, uh, and also listeners, if you haven't heard about it, you can like just search for Rice Intercom. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they're kind of one of the ones who either invented it or made it famous, and you can find some good posts there. Yeah, it, we have used it in the past, um, or uh, we're actually using it from time to time when it's more like we have like a couple of features of like they they feel like kind of equal in priority and equal yeah. in in, yeah. in the details uh-huh. um we sometimes use use this framework to figure out what's like where's the most uh, bang yeah. for your buck something like that um and it's helpful for that but i feel like like right now i think it's more like an existential crisis thing of like where does the product have to move like in what direction do we have to move it's not like we have like five features people are requesting and we have uh-huh. to figure out which is the the best to build next. It's more like, should we change something fundamental or not um, about the product? So that mm-hmm. makes it a little bit, a little bit harder. Um, I guess I kind of feel like I hear you talking about impact and confidence. Yeah, but like the problem, I think the problem we have right now is that those are all big question marks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's super hard to to predict like what the impact is and uh, yeah, the confidence yeah. is probably zero on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. What's so what's interesting about that is, I mean, there's you know, uh, 
rice at the layer of the development roadmap, mm-hmm. but you're you're now talking about one level up the decision chain, and yeah. this is like at the you know at the C-suite level, like what are the projects that we need to work on, and what's our rice score for each of those? And it it sounds like something, you know, some sort of market research um and customer customer discovery is still really really high priority for for the team yeah that's that's exactly what we like if we're not talking about product development then that's the next thing we will do like do more custom interviews and figure out Mm -hmm. where we are like it, it it becomes up it became obvious that we don't quite have product market fit yeah um so now it's th- the question is like, what do we have to change to yeah. get to product market fit? And uh, yeah, looks it's, like we will be doing another round of customer interviews, especially with people yeah. who are not yet customers, because we did a bunch of those and like for some people, the product works really well, but it's not like, I mean, as I mentioned this last week, we're not getting a lot of trials and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. It, it still feels we have some name recognition, but like, if the product is a good fit and we have name recognition, why people, why, why are people not signing up? Which leads us yeah. to the conclusion that maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe there's something missing yeah. and that's the part we have to figure out before we know what direction to go into. And that's, and that's the slice of the funnel that makes you say we don't have product market fit. Not that you have astronomically high or, you know, outside of the norms, high churn, you have very, very low acquisition and activation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the I guess the 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 pain either isn't big enough or you aren't you know push pushing on it in quite the right way. You have any do you have a sense of which of those two it might be? Um we talked to a couple of people over the last week or so and um uh, it one thing that came up that the product isn't unique enough like right now okay. we are not like okay. we are solving a problem but you can solve that problem with a ton of other tools as well yeah um so yeah. now the question is what can we change to have like more of a unique ang- angle to it mm-hmm. and like the company's feature that that sort of thing is kind of a unique angle not everyone is doing that and i think we have some more advanced ideas about it but then again there's always the question are we are we building too crazy um like of a feature with this like it's probably unique but maybe it's too unique and nobody gets it (laughs) so that's one thing we're struggling with um yeah yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, where we at. <laughs> hard one to to pin down too, because you're totally right. I mean, you're you're solving a problem that people have, and finding what is what's the thing that you're going to innovate on. Yeah, that that resonates, um, yeah. and that that appeals to enough people. So, I mean, and yeah, customer interviews is totally the. Totally it's. The I think to that's the, that's the way to go because like. We will. We won't find the answer without talking to some people yeah. in the market, and yep. nobody else can tell us the answer because no one 
no one really knows until they ask totally what people are looking for i'll um i'll shoot you an email afterwards i mean the the week before i went to the grand canyon um i did this uh project where it was for two different so it's two different um two different companies but the same process for each which was Mm -hmm. uh five customer interviews just about the whole customer journey um what what triggered them to, to start doing this what are all the things they consider as they're doing it what are the micro tasks that you do as you're solving it um just collecting all those putting them into a a a, uh, a type of sentence and then mm-hmm. we used who gosh who was it we used a survey company uh, I'll, I'll look i'll look it up and, and send it to you um but then we sent that survey out to 100 people so mm. four qualitative interviews getting tons and tons of little things, finding patterns, and then quantitative sending it out to a hundred people and figuring mm. out, you know, that, that slice of what is very important to you as you're trying to get this job done. And what are you highly unsatisfied with in the current way that you're doing it? And boom, that's, that's where your innovation is. Um, yeah. Nice. And, that's a good idea. Know, it also, I mean, it also tells you too, like where are the table stakes? What do people not care about? Um, but anyway, uh, I'll, I'm happy to throw some of that stuff. Yeah, that, that sounds like exactly the thing we framework. need. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, what else, man? Um, yeah, uh, continuing on the uh, being scrappy and shipping a lot of small stuff, um, maybe also contributing to why I'm super busy and not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working on the big stuff, uh, but. Uh, I mean, it's so good to get some momentum on and just like yeah. improve little things here and there and just like give up on the big ideas and solve customer requests and problems in small, mm. efficient ways. <laughs> so we, we added uh, support for custom, well, not really custom, but for different email templates. So before we had like one simple email template mm-hmm. um, that was a little bit styled. It was... It didn't look like a plain email, but uh, it also wasn't like super branded and stuff like that. And last week we got one request by a customer who was like, yeah, is it possible to get like something more branded with our logo on top and stuff like that? Apparently they did some research and and found out that something like this would resonate better with their customers, at least for certain types of emails. Um, So I decided to just build a basically add a team switch theme switcher um, uh, to the to the email composer dialogue and just add a new template with some a little bit more styling and funny enough only like a day after after that we got a new trial and they requested like the opposite like less even less styling <laughs> so I also added a template for that and now we have like three different uh, styles in there they're still yeah hidden behind the feature flag but if if someone asks about it then we can totally enable it and mm-hmm. on i think it was on friday we got like a lead just like sending a request to the support email address asking for hey is it possible to do custom <laughs> templates <laughs> now, before that i would always reply like yeah uh, it's on the roadmap but right now it isn't uh isn't possible and now it was super easy to reply. Yeah, we just yep. built this this week. Yeah. <laughs> Send yeah. over whatever HTML you want to use, um, mm-hmm. and we'll incorporate it for you. So, uh, yeah, 
being scrappy pays off in a way. That, yeah, builds momentum. Um, I like, yeah, definitely. And we also did something similar. We had someone request um, like the ability to set up custom bounce domains for like when emails aren't properly delivered. Like right now, we're using like a generic userlistmail.com uh, bounce domain, uh, which works and isn't really a problem. But if you want to have like super tight um, DMARC alignment where like um, the SPF records on the email uh, on the domain and the uh, DKIM stuff like all is super tight then you have to have like a matching bounce domain and it wasn't possible before but now it is um, also by just like super small changes in the code no UI for it still I have to go in there and set it up manually but it's at least yeah. possible now yeah right Right. And yeah, other small stuff like that where, where it's not a lot of effort but um, solves a problem. Mm -hmm. um, some of that, uh, yeah, was nice to nice to improve. Yeah, you also yeah. How's how's all the concierge stuff going? Yeah, I was about kind to mention that. We started doing paid ads for that. Um, I think Jane set up. Um, a Facebook campaign just off like promoting the um, the concierge setup uh, thing. We are also doing retargeting with it. Um, and honestly, we, we don't have good tracking, but like about an hour after we set this up, we got, someone booked a new call with us. So um, it's happening uh, later today. Nice. And uh, we're definitely going to ask like, wh why? Like, how, yeah. how did you hear about this? <laughs> Yeah. If they say uh, it was because of a retargeting ad or something like that, then <laughs> that already paid off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, sure. Have yeah. Uh, have you guys have y'all continued with? Uh, I've kind of lost the thread, but did you did you continue with your Facebook ads from when you first started them several months ago, or did you shut them off and now you're switching them back on for concierge? Um. I think we switched some of them off. Like we definitely stopped doing the Google ads because the, the, it was obvious that there, something isn't working there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we had most of the Facebook ads stopped. There might be okay. some retargeting happening. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Uh, but we are now. I think right now the only thing running is the is the retargeting for the okay. for the concierge setup. Have Have you? Uh, do you know off the top of your head? Have you noticed your Facebook ad? Uh, cost uh, steadily increasing over the past five to six months. Mm, no, okay. no, not cool. that I. Okay, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super up to date with the numbers, but oh, yeah, all, all good. I, yeah. uh, listeners, if if you are running Facebook ads, I so I'm an advisor for a for a startup, and over the past six months, the Facebook ad spend has just been. I mean, it has doubled for them. Mm. And we're like, what the heck is going on? For a while, we just thought it was like the election, you know, pushing the market up, but it has continued to move. I mean, maybe now we're into holiday season, but mm, anyway, listener, yeah. if you're dealing with that too, hit me up. I would love to talk to you. Um, well, cool. So so you got, you've already got uh, a lead through, uh, through the concierge thing? Um, yeah, so we have uh, two people are currently in the setup process. Um, they are mostly finished. Um, I'm confident that one of them will definitely stay stay around. Uh, 
the other one I'm not entirely sure like they are sending mixed <laughs> signals <laughs> like first they were super happy and then they started yeah. this like asking about pricing and uh -huh. being like yeah hmm, yeah mm -hmm. we don't know and then we're like yeah let's do it just for a month and we'll evaluate and yeah. so yeah um lead scores middle sure. of the road yeah yeah something like that um it would be super nice if we closed them because they're they have a big user base so it would okay impact, good, it would be an impact yeah. on revenue okay. um with the other one um that was super smooth um we did uh basically all the technical integration for them um uh, writing some code a thing came up that i didn't consider basically was um we have because i was going into their project we needed a contract and we didn't really have one <laughs> so that was th that took some back and forth to figure out like how do we especially the intellectual property property uh, yeah. part how do we figure this out so i can contribute to their code base and also on the side like in parallel work on um the, the laravel package and uh -huh. How do we make sure that we still retain ownership over that part, even though I'm sort of doing it for them and stuff like that? So mm -hmm. uh, I hope we figured that one out. Um, and once the technical side was done, we also moved their campaigns from Intercom, um, basically got in there and uh, copied everything over. And um, yeah, I think they they had one issue when reviewing it and i think i fixed that today um so hopefully they are all set and uh, ready to send um right on yeah that would be nice and then let's see how the, the the new one later today goes uh hopefully there's a new the new one a new one in the process then yeah that's sweet man yeah um it's yeah, super interesting um just being forced to use our own product <laughs> yeah it's interesting in and that you notice all the all the small things that you don't notice when you're just testing it like mm. going through it and, and making sure it works like some some parts could use some polish here and there <laughs> yeah yeah totally it's like when you it's like when you leave your house for a week or two and yeah. then you come home and you're like oh there's a little nick on the door. Yeah. I guess I have always noticed that. I just got used to it. I should touch that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has this always yeah. been there? Is this new? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely a, a valuable exercise, I guess. Um, and if it ends up that we get some customers from this, then, I mean, even more so. Um. Continuing from the, like, last week, two weeks ago, I, I built the first version of the Laravel package. Mm -hmm. And um, we decided that it probably doesn't make a lot of sense for me to keep polishing it. Yeah. So we started we started uh, hiring people on, on Upwork for this, or at least started trying to hire people on yeah. Upwork for this. <laughs> um, and it's been interesting. Like, I... I tried to dabble with this in the past, but it never really worked out. And um, yes, yeah, I'm giving it another try, and it's <laughs> it's been an interesting experience. 
again. What's the <laughs> so like what's what's the biggest challenge that you're having with hiring on Upwork right now? Um, for me, it's super hard to judge. Like I, I have a hard pe- time judging people just from their profiles because mm-hmm. it's a lot of buzzword bingo. Um, yeah. Yep. So we started just like uh, we posted a job. I think we have a, had a somewhat decent description of what needs to be done. And then just started talking to people uh, who applied or who were invited. Um, and it was interesting that like there was one guy who just didn't even read the document yeah. he prepared. Yeah, for sure. And just asked a lot of questions that were totally, like, they were definitely answered in the in the project uh, or in the description and also totally didn't get what what we were asking for um yeah i started work like we hired one for a test project um and we 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 had some conversations back and forth he asked the right questions um but um after the four hours we did for the we we assigned for the um for the first project like the results weren't went really great like it was mm-hmm. a little bit i was was hoping for a little bit more but in hindsight maybe my um my specs were too too broad or too well not concrete enough and not like i didn't really outline tasks i outlined the overall idea and goal and what i believe are like the main components of it but i feel like maybe i have to be like more Yep, just break it down into small tasks and tell them, hey, do exactly this. <laughs> and after that, yeah. just start, uh, only if, if that part is done, start thinking over the next part and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And That's the third, I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had real, I would say really good success with Upwork mm-hmm. over, I mean, like the last four years. Okay. Um, def, definitely been some, some failures of okay yeah i just had to throw i have to throw all of that code away mm. that was a bad hire but for the i mean i would say for the most part you know it, it could also be that what i typically hire upwork for is the opposite of what you're doing you're hiring for polish and i almost always am like just get get this off the ground for me mm-hmm. um and then i will I will refine it mm-hmm. um, and and make it and make yeah. it perfect. The the two the couple of filters that or I, I would say three that work really well. I always filter for ninety percent success and mm-hmm. ten thousand USD um, mm-hmm. earnings. So um, that that usually results in okay. This person is this person is proved yeah. here. Um, I keep the description short because out of respect, for, I mean, just think, you know, being yeah. on the other side of it too, like, yeah, they don't want to go read and do it. Yeah. Super short sure. description and a couple of screening questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are the things that have helped me. I feel like hire relatively successfully. Hmm. That, that basically counters my idea of like making it like, producing a longer task description yeah but uh yeah maybe maybe it's a good thing to keep it short in the beginning and then be like more specific once you once you hand out tasks yeah 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 or i mean have that description ready or you know yeah. the, the specific tasks ready but 
only get into that after you've narrowed down your 15 proposals down to your three favorites. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's probably a good idea to not overwhelm them <laughs> with a long document, right? Yeah, from the I mean, because, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they also, to, yeah. They also have to figure out uh, who to work with in a very short amount of yeah, time. Totally. Yeah, I mean, they have probably like a 5%, you know, yeah success rate on all the ones that they submit mm -hmm. for. So yeah, just, that's I'm true. just thinking about their side of it. Keep it short. Ask a couple of screening questions that tell you right away. Do they know what they're talking about? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. a good point. But yeah, I mean, it's a learning experience for the most part. Um, we see how it how it plays out in the long run. Um, mm -hmm. At this point, I'm at a stage where I'm wondering, like, instead of just writing all those like documentation and what needs to be done, I could probably just do it myself. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I mean, that's, I, if I, if, yeah. if, if we nail yeah. this process, then it will be like more efficient with the next, the next hire for the next framework or whatever we, yep. we try to focus on. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's what I've been up to. Well, <laughs> what yeah, about you? dude, I mean that, well, I feel like, exactly what you're talking about right there that that struggle um this is this is one of i think the hardest things about bootstrapping is that struggle that you just described where you know you you know that if you take the time to build a process then over time that will pay off with, with mm. dividends as opposed to you know what i know how to do this i can just do it right now yeah. In in bootstrapping, the luxury that you don't have, I think anyway, is feeling like you have this bit of margin to play with to be calm um and confident in I can take my time on this and write out a process and know that it's going to pay off, you know, yeah. a year or two down the road. I feel like not having that that luxury of margin both in time and money i think pushes at least pushes me anyway oftentimes to less uh i don't know maybe less i'm not sure what the right word is but um uh not not great not as great decisions um yeah so anyway so to to segue like why why does why does that resonate with me right now um, is I'm, you know, so on, on the consulting side, I'm feeling really good about November, December, and January. Um, the year has been a hell of a beating, um, but it's actually going to close out pretty, pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, you know, just, I'm spinning up this really great project. Um, I have a couple other, you know, prospects and leads, uh, coming through that look really exciting it's just like where where, where was this in july <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so just the way of it uh such, such as consulting life um but anyway all, so all to say i'm feeling really good about december and january and you know probably even bleeding into february um but what i am my, my big feeling and question right now is if I just need like a full reset on how I'm going about trying to build this business. Mm -hmm. um, 
I am not a good solo founder. I think I can say with some, uh, some degree of, if you can get outside of yourself mm-hmm. and be objective and make an objective analysis, I am not a good solo founder. The best, the best version of me, the best parts of me come out when I'm on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, I'm like, I'm pretty good at development. I'm not exceptional. I'm decent at design. I'm not incredible. I am above average good at identifying what makes other people click and what inspires them Mm -hmm. and leveraging that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm good at helping others be their best. Um, and, uh, and so these, the skills that you like, if you're an incredible builder, an incredible designer, you're probably an awesome solo founder. I am neither of those things. Um, and so the problem with the problem with that is like, it's really hard. It's really hard to find a, a co-founder because it's, I mean, I think it's so much like a marriage. Like I do not think it should be entered into lightly. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so the, like the only people I can think of that I would, you know, found a company with are my like previous coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'm not going to find my co-founder uh, through my network on Twitter or through this podcast. Hmm. I can say with I can say with some degree of certainty. Does that would you challenge that? You and Jane worked together on projects before. Could you imagine doing user list if y'all had not worked together on Tiny Reminders? That's a good question. I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I challenged this in a way that i mean i consider jane a friend but not like uh-huh. we didn't start out as super close friends so i challenged the notion of it has to be some like it has to be a close friend or something like that i actually well, I think it, it might be, a be... Close friend okay I, I mean it has to be somebody who you have worked close with, with yeah. and have experience with yeah 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 yeah, I think that that's true. I think there's some danger in like doing this with close friends because then it's like there's there's, there's too much yes. at stake there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. One of my one of my best friendships was destroyed for like a year and a half because of my yeah. previous failed startup. Like, yeah, that is a fact. Yeah, yeah. I, now that you mentioned it, I, I remember that that we talked about this. I think well. Yeah. Plenty of episodes yeah. ago, somewhere in the beginning. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah. I. I, I think that's. We, that's I, I want to say we have since like completely repaired and restored that friendship, but it has taken a solid yeah. year and a half year. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um. The question is like, there should be a good process of like, and I don't have an answer, but like, is there a <laughs> is there something you can do to like to, to test the waters like. Uh huh. Maybe instead, maybe instead of trying to build something big together, maybe start with smaller stuff, like <laughs> just collaborate on something else. Here, the big. thing is, Benedict, yeah. I'm, look, man, I'm too old for dating. I'm over dating. <laughs> I'm a, I am a stable, committed man, and I'm ready to enter into a long-term relationship. <laughs> but how do you get to a long-term relationship without dating? I know. Well, um, I mean, 
by marrying somebody that you've known for a very long time and and uh and and trust and know how they operate yeah okay <laughs> but like, well so we we uh yeah we don't have to uh belabor the metaphor but 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 that that is definitely what i am what i'm trying to trying to reason through and work through here is that um yeah headlamp headlamp would be so much further along if i were if i were building it with a co-founder who was equally you know passionate and committed about this particular project um or if there were yeah yeah anyway like yeah um I, uh, yeah, I've been asked this question a couple times. Like I, I, you know, cause I feel stuck. I feel stuck on this and I'm trying to get, uh, trying to get myself unstuck. Certainly having a steady base of income frees up, you know, some mental space to think creatively. Like you just, yeah. I, I just don't think that you, you know, nobody makes good decisions when they're anxious. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully that will, that will free up a little bit of it. The other thing is just thinking through like, okay, if I push harder on headlamp, will it change anything? Will it get better? I think if I were just to push and push and push harder under this current situation, I think I would just burn myself out even more. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think pushing harder is what I need. I think I need a lever. And I think that lever is a team. Hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. One of the challenges with, with with like finding a co-founder is like it has to be the right time for both or like for all involved yeah. parties yes. and that's the, that's yeah. the hard, that's you can't force that part like just that's yeah, yeah. it either you, it, gotta, it, you either get lucky or or you don't. <laughs> well, yeah, you're you're trying to catch you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Um, uh, which, which can totally be done. I mean, um, yeah. I think that's what Justin and John have, you know, like perfectly, uh, complementary skill sets in mm. a market where they had an in years and years of experience and it's on the rise. Boom. Yes. Yeah. Seize yeah. that and capture it. Um, yeah. two startups ago, that's what, that's what our team did. Um, and it was really hard and it was messy and et cetera, et cetera. But like we, we functioned like as a team of 10, we functioned like a team of 50 and mm -hmm. just blew it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got like timing for everybody, timing of the market, building the right thing, complementary skill sets. And I don't have the compliment right now. Mm. So, um, so I'm, I'm like in a very, um, I feel super calm and patient about this right now. I don't feel any sort of despair about, Oh, what I'm going to do is so much as, okay, end of the year, reflect on this Re relative to what the world did, Brian, just <laughs> chill out. You did pretty good in 2020. Um, yeah. and now what, what can you make 2021 look like? So if I understand you correctly, then you're not necessarily looking for a co-founder for 
for headlamp, but like you're more open to opportunities. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I, I am thinking very seriously about, um, how, what, what are, okay. What are the list of options for ways that I could create that I could create, pull together or join a small team probably made up of people I already know. Mm -hmm. Is that, is there any way that that can even functionally happen? Yeah. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. And I'm, I am very thankful and grateful that that consulting work is ticking up so that I don't, so that I don't have to be thinking short-term scarcity mindset. I need to find a full-time job also. Yeah. 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 That, that part helps for sure. <laughs> um, did you, did you consider like teaming up with other consultants in the sense of like just doing projects together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I feel like this this might be a way to, well, basically try out try out the waters and see if you get if you find some people that yeah. you click with and you can. I mean, it's, I know it's a little bit harder to to find jobs if if you're like trying to do like the full service offering, like mm -hmm. I don't know, development design, product uh, stuff all at once. But it would be a good opportunity to to find people that you that you can work with and that work well even if even if you're you're not super familiar with them yet yeah yeah that's definitely that's a good that's a good thought i think you know the the thing that the thing that uh you know where that that keeps that from kind of coming into fruition is that any project i have where i need um, you know, somebody with uh, backend expertise to sort of to compliment me. Like my friend Richard is boom, like top of the list by many degrees of you know separation. Um, and so, and so we we were we have worked together in as that like a lot. Um, and hey, Richard, I'm sure you're listening. Hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Um, and uh, but like the you know the timing of yes right idea right time dude let's yeah. do this like yeah. that that hasn't clicked um and so yeah you're you're right like that that yeah that's definitely a that it, that would be a possibility and i will add that to my list of options like i'm sitting here saying i just i want a list of what are the possible ways that i could start to yeah. plant those seeds that's that's a good thought that's a good idea but uh, yeah, I I did get it right that it's not necessarily about headlamp. Is is it? Um, no, yeah, yes, yeah. like not necessarily. No, yeah, yeah. I I still think like there's something uh, there. You know, there is definitely something there. It just needs it needs a handful of pivots that are a result of momentum, customer discovery, yeah. responding to the market. Um, and uh, I am just like, you know, the video of the person on, you know, mile 20 of a marathon that like, they, yo, they aren't going to make it. 
<laughs> they are struggling. Um, that's how I, that's how I feel right now. Um, so I like, you know, I need that support team to come along and throw some power aid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's move. So anyway, yeah. So that's, 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 that's what I got, man. Thanks for, thanks for listening to me process out loud. Yeah. That's good thoughts. Um, I wish I had, you, good, uh, <laughs> I had a good answer <laughs> or a good solution. No, dude, you, you, yeah, you, just, you don't have to have answers, questions, questions back, help, help think it out loud. And you triggered some, definitely triggered some thoughts. I saw on Twitter that you printed out your compass booklet. Yes. And I got it right the first try, like, which already <laughs> feels like an accomplishment. Yeah, that's I a win. Haven't, that's a I win. haven't filled it out yet, but I'm, I think that December is probably the, dude. the month to, to start thinking about the yeah. stuff and like yeah flipping through it and maybe filling out stuff here and there yeah it's gonna be very weird to look back at the 2020 booklet and think about 2021 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, i have a feeling like oh. nothing nothing i wrote in the booklet <laughs> a, yeah, a year ago has be. actually survived reality <laughs> yeah totally totally well that'll be a that'll be a fun episode um i'll look forward to really look forward to that exercise and look forward to talking about it yeah definitely that's all i've got man you you good yeah i'm good um nothing else to add at this point all right cool thanks thanks for listening head over to saspodcastawards.com make some nominations and uh, we'll talk to you next week see you